I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Miranda. Yes, Taylor. (laughs) What has 4,000 eyes and 8,000 legs? Like, I don't know. 2,000 dogs. Bork, bork, hello. Bork, bork. I should do a low one one day. I always do it up high. Bork, bork, hello. Wow. That's a low dog. I can't. Nope. Bork, bork, hello. Okay, this is weird. Hi. Bork, hello. Welcome back to the Flu from Baba podcast. I'm here today with Miranda. Hello. I always say your name like Miranda. I never say Miranda. Well, Miranda. Yeah, that's my daughter, okay. Miranda. And I'm Taylor. Taylor? Oh. <laughs> no? I hate it with an oh, Australian. Okay. But I have to, when I say it to Americans, I have to say it with an American accent because if I say Taylor, they're like, Taylor? Taylor? I'm like, Taylor? I'm like, no, my name's Taylor. Taylor. My name's Taylor. Oh, Taylor. Cool. Er, my name is Taylor. My name is Miranda. Miranda. <laughs> Miranda. Anyway, enough about us. Let's talk about dogs. What you got? Have you got a story? Um, I would like to – I've picked up a magazine. I um, have just. Yes. I like Anything it. reputable? Uh, yes, quite. It's the Australian Geographic oh, magazine. Yes. The big dog, the very, if you will. <laughs> there is a big dog on the cover. The very best of Australia's nature, culture, people Aww. and places. Very good. Yeah. Um, so the cover introduces us to a few really interesting articles about flying foxes and bats being under pressure. Um, earliest – Life forms on Earth, uh, the conservation of the Sunshine Coast, and a dog's life. Oh, that dog looks super heroic. He is. A dog looks ready to fight crime. Oh, he's so beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to cry about it. Um, So there's a whole um, article in here, a very long, intense and a very wonderful article about Aussie canines working hard for a living. And if you know me, you know I love dogs with jobs. Dogs with jobs. I wish we had like a little dogs with jobs, like We need like a little intro um, jingle. What do they call it? What do they call it? A A sting. We need a little sting. Dogs Dogs with with jobs. That was it. That's the thing. I wish we were recording that. Wait. Wait we a were. minute. Wait a minute. Oh, something to look forward to in future episodes. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of fun dogs with jobs in here that I may share with you over a few episodes. But I today, wish you would. Today I would like to talk to you about Australia's beloved homegrown Kelpie. Oh. Who may be one of the hardest working dog breeds in the world. In the world? Well, certainly in Australia. Uh, so the Kelpie is a sheepdog. Um, there are a lot of shepherd type of dogs who are sheep dogs, um, but the Kelpie isn't a traditional shepherd. They're smaller, 
and uh, punchier. Kelpies are smaller than your average sheepdog. And when you think about um, European bred sheepdogs, they're big and very fluffy because they need to keep warm. My brain just went, Europe doesn't have sheep. (laughs) Where do you think they came from, Australia has all the sheep. They don't have sheep over there. I don't know where that came from, but there it was. Um, Anyway, so of course I'm talking about things like the Old English Shepherd. Why do they name it that if they don't have sheep, Taylor? (laughs) They're just clearly out of their mind. They have shepherds, they just don't have sheep. Um, So it's not a shepherd breed in that it's come from that kind of stock. The Kelpie is actually much more suited to Australian climate and sheep herding. They're extremely intelligent dogs and they love to work. They yeah. just love it. If you've ever gone to the Ecca, that's what we call the Ecca. The Ecca. Um, the exhibition. The exhibition. Um, the Royal Brisbane Show. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you watch the sheepdog trials. It's like a big fete or a big carnival. Big. Yeah, they just love it. Like a state fair. Like that, yeah, that's yeah, the best. Uh, that's what I was thinking of is um, a state fair. Is if the you're in America, it's the equivalent of a state fair. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> your accent, though. Sorry, don't fair. Just don't fair. I'm just feeling very Australian. Um, so uh, they are revered across the world and prized for their instinct, independence, stamina, and intelligence. Top dogs of this breed can command prices upwards of twenty five thousand dollars. That's how valuable they are to a working farm. Yeah, wow. That a really good Australian kelpie is worth the. Big bucks. $25,000. Yep. That's a lot. <laughs> um, and until recently, we haven't fully understood how genes influence an individual Kelpie's <laughs> performance and breeding success. Uh, but a lot of research has gone into it recently at the University of Sydney. Um, who are poised to reveal how genes shall determine behaviour and possibly help uh, farms to uh, better look after their livestock by getting the best dog suited to their individual needs. Sorry, every time you said jeans, I'm just imagining... A dog wearing jeans. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why I keep giggling. <laughs> so we all recognise... Sorry, there's a quote here. I'm reading now from a quote uh, of Professor Claire Wade, the project leader and chair of the Computational Biology and oh, Animal obviously. Genetics at the University of Sydney. Um, we all recognise the important contribution livestock working dogs, um, sheep dogs, uh, make to rural industries, but no one has sought to quantify it before. We're trying to connect DNA to data and basically develop the gold standard for elite bred sheepdogs. So this is a massive industry in Australia. Yeah, Um, it's huge. And there is actually a picture, if I turn the page. Please do. That was the sound of me turning (laughs) the page. Wow, she did it too. It was real. (laughs) Um, There is a picture of two Kelpies herding cattle. Yep. Kelpies are pretty small. Yeah, they're little. They're They're not real big. They're smaller than sheep. And sheep are smaller than cows. These dogs. Guys, in case you didn't know about animals, we're just going to educate you real quick. Anyway, amazing dogs doing amazing things. Um, So 
Between 83,000 and 100,000 dogs are currently mustering livestock across Australia, travelling an average of 40 kilometres a day, often in challenging landscapes <laughs> and an weather. Hour. <laughs> 40 days an hour. Here they go. Well, <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong. A seasoned dog, seasoned meaning they've been doing it a long time, they're well practised, <laughs> not they're covered in herbs and spices. <laughs> Um, a seasoned dog can reach speeds of up to 37 kilometres an hour while Wowie. working. Yep. Wow, so that's nearly 40 kilometres. Yes. Amazing. Um, conservative estimates suggest that an individual valued at about $40,000 by the end of its eight to ten year life, as in that's sort of That's what worth. it's been worth. Yeah. To have that dog. Yes. Yeah, that's crazy. Amazing. So you can understand why there would be so much research into breeding. Into breeding them. Best. An elite brand Kelpie. of yeah, the Kelpie sure. be because it. it's big business in this country. So they they go. save a lot of time, don't they? Uh, yeah, but they're also um, uh, they can they can work more efficiently yep. um, across larger areas than so humans can. The other way that uh, big properties do herding is with things like, you know, small helicopters and, and stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, which is obviously a far more expensive way. <laughs> Probably <laughs> better for the environment to have a little Kelpie than it would be to have a flipping yeah. helicopter yes. going around your farm. Um, so, you know, spend $25,000 on a Kelpie instead of whatever it costs to buy a freaking helicopter. A helicopter, <laughs> Yeah. So uh, the livestock industry would simply grind to a halt without sheepdogs. Certainly. There are times when a football team couldn't get um you couldn't get in the sheep that a single Kelpie can. So the equivalent of I don't know how many humans are on a football team. <laughs> but they I don't know either. They can you know a football team can cover a whole oval, right? Yeah. yeah? So they're saying a Kelpie can be in way faster. as many places as an entire Yeah, I believe team. it. This is science, guys. Uh, if you don't have good working dogs, then you simply can't handle your livestock efficiently. So My goodness. Go. That's crazy. Crazy times. The dogs with jobs. Like the, you were talking about service dogs a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And those that is just insane what they do. It is. Couldn't live without them. Insane. Yeah, you probably couldn't. We probably wouldn't have advanced as far as we have no. without dogs, I believe. Yeah. I don't know about this dog that I'm about to tell you about, but. <laughs> Today, I have for all y'all the bolognese dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the spaghetti dog. We could not live without the spaghetti the dog. Spag- okay. So, it's it's called a bol- – I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I think it's bolognese. It's bolognese. It's bolognese. spelled bolognese. It's like, spelled bolognese. Like the sauce, guys. Is <laughs> one of the smallest breeds of dog. Um, It's of the, br- the Bichon type. Um, Originating in Italy, obviously. Italian spaghetti pasta dog. (laughs) Do they have like spaghetti pasta hair? Um, it's kind of a little bit curly. Um, hang on. Like a tagatelli? Like a tagatelli pasta? Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They're little fluffies. They're they're little fluffies. I I just thought I haven't done a little fluffy in a while. I know you did Pekingese last week, but I, I haven't done a little fluffy, so I just wanted to do a little fluffy for a bit. Do it, Tay. Because some, do it. We, we do love our big dogs, and I'm learning to love big dogs a lot more than I ever thought I would, but I've just got to go back to my little fluffy sometimes. Um, yeah, so they're from the city of Bologna. Bologna? Bologna? 
Bologna. Bologna. And it's part of the toy dog group and is a companion dog. So they're not going to go. They're not a gun breed dog. They're not. They're not going to be herding sheep. They're not going to be herding sheep. They're not going to be tolling ducks. They are. They love attention and they make good house pets. They're good at socializing um, and they have a strong bond with the people they spend the most time with. But they're very little, so you've got to be Chain careful. Tiny. Um, are they smaller than your average Bichon Frise? Because they're uh, a, a Bichon's. They are 10 to 12 inches. Oh my gosh. So the tallest they'll get is like a Subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> like a foot long. That's foot as long tall sub. as they'll get. That's not That's a foot long. Small. That's like a foot know. long. You need to eat more Subway. Sorry. Um, and they will, um, they're five and a half to nine pounds. What's nine pounds in kg? Uh, four kilograms. Oh my so God. that's maximum. They won't get bigger than four kilos. They're super small. They're really little. Um, they live a good time though, 12 to 14 years. Mm-hmm. Um, they are prone to separation anxiety and they don't do well alone for long periods of time. So there's a little clingy friend. Yeah. So if you need a friend to count on, the bowling maze is going to be there. <laughs> Um, they would be ill-suited for people with a nine-to-five workday, so you want to be able to be in and out, you know, seeing them frequently, maybe if you work from home or if your partner works during the day and you work at night or whatever. Or if you have a workplace that's dog-friendly. Or if you have a workplace that's dog-friendly, which we have talked about, yeah. Was it Google? Yeah, Google's really good about it. They'll let you bring your dog in. Um, Yeah, so if you you can do that, awesome. Um, If not, maybe don't live from home all day. Um, Bolos, as they're being known on the American Kennel Club page, um, are an old breed known by royals and noblemen in Roman times, and they were given as precious gifts between the wealthy and powerful. Sweet. Here, have a precious gift. It's a bologna. (laughs) And not the spaghetti. Spaghetti dog. It says they do well on a high-quality dog food. So don't feed them bolognese. <laughs> so don't give them rubbish. Otherwise, you can give them um, – treats are good for training, it's saying, but um, can cause obesity. <laughs> They're only little. They should yeah. only get to four kilos. So if yeah. they're getting any bigger than that, yeah, you've stop. got an obese dog. Stop feeding them pasta. Stop <laughs> feeding your bologna bologna. Um <laughs> Two to three times a week brushing. They don't shed very much. They kind of look really fluffy and sheddy, but they they don't. Um, it's it's kind of non-shedding and it's um, mild allergy sufferers won't be affected. So that's, that's really the, cool. That's the bichon in them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They <laughs> depends how you groom them. A lot of people give them a shorter coat of about one inch and then they leave the mop head around the face. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if you look at some of the kind of show ones, they can get quite floofy, 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 floofy. Um, they've got a pretty average energy level. So a bit more than a couch potato, not heaps of energy though. Um, grow to apartment dogs so long as they have a moderate exercise schedule. They're calm and easygoing. They're good for retirees and seniors. So again, if you're going to be staying home all day or you're not going out a lot, that's good for you. Um, Playtime in the backyard, preferably fenced or taken for walks is good. Indoor entertainment like hide and seek, chasing a ball rolled along the floor or teaching them new tricks are excellent low-key activities for low energy but playful bolognese. I'm sorry. <laughs> hide and seek. Like, That's what the American Kettle Club is suggesting. That you genuinely play hide and seek. Like, I'm, I'm going to go hide <laughs> and then you count to ten. That's such a great – have you played that with dogs? It's really fun. They just got to come find you and lick you. Alternatively, you stick your dog in a closet and then you go and 
<laughs> Count to ten. <laughs> and then you go back to the closet and take them out. Where are you? Uh, oh, so funny. Um, yeah, so they can – they've also known as Abitian Bolognese um, and they can be seen in tapestry work produced by Flemish craftsmen as far back as the 17th century. That's the little did you know. Yeah, Flemish tapestry. <laughs> that's definitely what I needed to know. Well, that's actually where I get all of my best dog information. <laughs> it's from Flemish tapestry. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So I did actually um, just, you know, side note, random story from Miranda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to France recently. Oh, did you just? Uh, yes. Uh, to practice my French accent, which we all bonjour, know. Bonjour, bonjour. Very good. <laughs> um, no, I was I was actually technically working. I was on tour. Um, at, so, <sighs> on tour. I went to the Louvre, you know. The Louvre. Yes, I went to the Louvre. Um, <laughs> I just – I took photos of all of the dogs in the Louvre. <laughs> That's what I, I like, see. No better like, way to do the Louvre. Like, you know, a hundred people crowding around the Mona, the Mona Lisa, Lisa, and I'm walking around the rest of the room. You're going, like, Look, Ooh, that's it's a, dog. a good one. <laughs> so I've got all of these dog pictures of dogs in yeah, the Louvre. Yeah, I'm about it. And then I started doing um, just dogs of Paris, just <laughs> on the street. That's what Mel and I basically yeah, did. In New yeah, York. Um, And then we did dogs of London uh, briefly. But what's yeah. better, Paris mm. or London? Give us the scoop. <sighs> I feel like Paris is just poodles. London, London. London dogs. There's just more dogs like more diverse, out and about. Yep. But maybe that's just because when we were in Paris, we were sort of in the sort of city streets. And when we were in London, we were right next to Hyde Park. Oh, so, yeah. So you probably got to see a few more yeah, dogs. Yeah, just saw more dogs London. there. Anyway. How cool. Cool story, bro. Yep. <laughs> I liked it. Have anyway, you told us everything that we need to that's, know? That's pretty much all you need. Devoted is the main thing about the bullet. <laughs> you want spaghetti that's going to commit it's the bolognese <laughs> oh, i love a dog named after a great it's so, but it's such the opposite like when i think of a dog that's named after spaghetti i think of like big like stringy fur and it's kind of all over the place and all different colors like a bolognese dog is like very soft very yeah. little well white. they're not named after bolognese sauce are well, they're they not, just but the sauce and the dog they just come from the same place both named after that's right oops i forgot to search dogs when i was searching images i just got the photos of spaghetti <laughs> it's just all pictures of spaghetti I, I promise i didn't do that on purpose but i'm not mad either Check they're out also our really show notes for pictures of spaghetti. No, don't promise them that because oh. I've got to find pictures of spaghetti. You just did. You just found heaps Just of Google them. image spaghetti. <laughs> Bolognese. Well, I'm going to help you out with a little bit of problem solving. Oh, please do. Um, <laughs> my tip is about training and when oh. training isn't quite going right. It happens to the best of so us. Mom. I have turned to the problem solving oh, pages. She's got. Back, a, she's holding a real book at the with back of real my paper. book called "Essential Dog Tricks and Training." <laughs> she literally has a book named after the section on our show. I was like, "How did you do that?" Yeah, and she's like, "I found um, it." This book includes a bonus DVD with a complete <gasps> class on it. Why <laughs> haven't we watched the DVD yet? I haven't watched the DVD yet. I haven't. Um, but oh, at, at our Harry McClary party, maybe we should have a viewing. <laughs> we'll just have it on. In the <laughs> have it on in the background. Yep. So you can all try it out. Um, anyway, it's a cute little book. It's just like a um, just got it from I don't know a bookshop. Check out your local bookshop for some books, I guess. Uh, Do you know when things advertise and they're just like anywhere that sells books, any (laughs) good bookstore, any good drugstore? I'm always like, why? Just tell me where I can get it. Don't be rude. Okay, well, problem solving. When training your dog, 
Sometimes you come across some problems, but don't be disheartened as this happens to the best trainers and their dogs. Um, actually, we we employed a dog trainer to come and help us with Zambi. When she oh, really? Did. Yeah. A, a problem a, dog. A, a dog behaviourist. My mum did that for Zola and she just didn't follow up with any of the useful things that he gave her. And I was like, mum, this is probably actually useful if you're going to do this. Well, she's got some great stories about um, <laughs> one of her dogs who trained really easily and everything just worked and picked everything up super quick. And her next dog who came in and just went, oh, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, even oh. the professionals don't always come it's through with the goods. It's hard. It's hard. And some dogs are just like, nah. Plus, you can't ask them what's wrong. Yeah, why won't you do it? You can't be like, excuse me, why aren't you sitting? And it'll be like, oh, you know what? I just had a really tough day today. I'm not yeah, really feeling it. <laughs> anyway, so um, the first question here is my dog is very good at bowing, but often bows at me when I'm asking them to try and do everything else. <laughs> how, do I, how do I stop my dog from just, what a just bowing? problem. <laughs> well, it's because. My dog is practicing karate all the time and just keeps bowing. <laughs> Well, no, the dog the dog bow is actually part of the uh, dog uh, sign language saying I'm, oh, I'm okay. submitting. Body language. I'm submitting to right, you. Right, right. I, like, I know that you're asking me to do something, but I just don't look. Um, will I bow at you? I agree, but what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so that's when, that's when they leave their back legs up and they put their front legs down. Oh, they kind of—it looks like a kind of downward-facing dog, like they're kind it's of stretching, exactly but like they're bowing. That. Yeah, it's a yoga position. <laughs> they're yes. just—they're just doing yeah. their yoga. They're trying to get their pelvis. So when realigned. your dog doesn't quite understand what you're asking, they will often provide you with a well-understood behavior that to get their reward. Like, oh, do you want this? Do you want me to sit? Do you want me to do this? I know to sit. To, I can sit. Uh, so to me. stop this. <laughs> Simply just do not react when they give you the wrong behaviour. So it's not at about, all. Yeah, at all. Don't don't t- look at them and go, oh, no, I'm gonna <laughs> ask you to do I'm just nil reaction. Uh, because if you don't react, they will continue to try other things. And when once they get it right, react, reward. Yeah. Done. So don't confuse it with telling them they're wrong if they give you the wrong behaviour. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you don't you don't want to do anything when they're doing it wrong because you don't want to encourage any sort of reaction from them. That's right. So if they do it wrong, you just yeah. go yes and wait for the next. Um, time. So if you're starting to get these sort of behaviours where they're offering you something else that you've already taught them, like sitting or dropping or bowing, which is a submissive, I know you want something, but I don't know what it is. Behaviour. Um, try taking a couple steps back with your training, like wherever you were up to. Just go back to some basics. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. And before and then introduce the new thing again. Um, I'm trying to teach them how to crawl and we do lots of like long training sessions, but they just don't seem cool. to want to do the trick. They like keep getting crawling? Keep getting up and walking away. <laughs> Why? <laughs> <laughs> Another unique problem. <laughs> what can I do if my dog just keeps getting up and walking away? Well, it says first of all, check that your dog is fit and healthy and happy. Um so yeah, make sure they're not sick. The behavior that you're asking them to do isn't causing them any trouble. Because that's the number one reason why they're just going to be like, I don't want to do that. I'm out. Bye. Um, but also keep your training sessions short. So if you particularly notice that there's a point in the training where you hit like sometimes something as short as three, four or five minutes can be 
enough or too, too much. much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but certainly if you're getting up to something like 15 or 20 minutes and they're just becoming disinterested, just let them go. Yeah. But bring them back if you can one more time and finish out the session formally. So most people, if you're training your dog, you should give them a signal that you've finished training, you've finished asking them for tricks. Give them one last reward. Tell them they've done a good job. Tell them you finished. Let's all move on with our lives. Yeah. Yes. I, I can't say that people – sorry, if you're not offense if you do this, but um, really spend too long just like hours and hours with their dog trying to hammer stuff in. It's no. like they need a break. They're not going to take all that. Humans wouldn't take humans all that. Humans don't take all that. You've got to be I've tried moderate. teaching humans things. <laughs> it's hard. Yep. <laughs> um, okay, last one I'll do. My dog performs tricks really well in the backyard with just dog and me. But as soon as I ask him to do something in front of other people. Oh, Tui, hello. Are you listening? Are you ma- listening to this one? He makes mistakes. Won't <laughs> do it. Won't. Won't do the speak command on the podcast, you know, that sort of thing. That kind of thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that is. How do I solve that problem, Taylor? Um, well, you're holding the books. So but I'm just genuinely asking you. How do I solve that? Um, I think we pause it. We bring her over. We coax her with treats. Mm. We do it four times and then we hit record really quickly so she doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> well, we'll try that. Okay. Uh, but – what the book says is when you're teaching a dog something new, you always start in a place with low levels of distraction, something that's really familiar and doesn't have other stuff around. That's so a like good point. Your yeah. backyard or your living room, depending Probably on Zane's apartment with lots of sparkly it's things and a cat. It's not the greatest place to ask her to do stuff. <laughs> There's a bucket of water behind me. It's all very Yeah, confusing. the water is stressing her out. Very stressed about the water. So when you go to the park or somebody else's house or just other people come into your space, there are a lot of distractions and it makes it harder for Fido. That's their imaginary dog. In the they question. always call them Fido. Because it's a dog name. They always – I've never met a dog called Fido. <laughs> no, because every dog Rubbish. is called Fido. So you never anyway. – Every dog is called um, Bella. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, so it's difficult for the dog to concentrate on what they're doing. So make sure um, that he performs the tricks well in the backyard first and then take him to the park or somewhere where there's other people around and start the training process again. You go back to the basics yep. and you, you, you know, start working tricks somewhere else with other distractions around and they'll start to learn, oh, this is the time. That's I a really focus. good point, yeah. yeah. Um, so you can start a fair distance from other people or distractions if you're working in the park and, um, you know, gradually move closer to other people while you're asking them for behaviours and uh, training tricks. You, so you can just basically keep doing this until they become more familiar with uh, – Focusing. The situation. Yes. Uh, it's all about being comfortable and happy. It's just That's just with everything. That's yeah. the same with kids. Yeah. T- like telling kids how to do something, you have to ease them into it. And that's, that's really the same with adults too. Yes. <laughs> They're never going to do something they want in a weird situation unless you – That is true. Ease them into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I think I mentioned this like the last episode maybe about show dogs – about dogs who do shows, mm. who do theatre. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Um, so it's part of – a big part of their training is coming into the theatre uh, when not everyone is around yeah. and they do the tricks in place in regular oh, life. That's so good. And then they'll do the tricks in space in stage light, which is very different. That is really different. It makes the room feel really different. It can freak the dogs out a bit and then they might bring some more people around. I wonder if they have to bring in an, put the like set an audience. In and, and, yeah, they – 
like have to add all of that in really gradually. Because that must be hard. Like I'm, I'm thinking of Legally Blonde because that's – I instead yeah. of Annie, that's the one yeah. that always comes to mind. Is like people laugh when the dog barks on cue. Yeah. So it must be really – they must have to yeah. like kind of ease them into all that sort yeah. of stuff because you don't want to do opening night with – a full room of people that are just like giggling and they've never done a show and with the, people in the audience yeah before. and or yeah. people laughing after that's yeah. happened yeah um the other thing is that uh sometimes you'll notice dogs don't come on for bows because the applause all that extra too noise much. is too much yeah so when your dogs come on and you want to scream and holler and be like, yeah, dog, you're the best thing in the show, just do it really just, politely. Thank you. Golf claps. Well done. Thank you, well dog. Done. You've well, done. Done. Well, well done. done. Well done. Good well job. Done. Good dog. Good boy. Good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I love dogs in musicals. It's so great. Yeah. <sighs> Especially when they do foot, like cool tricks and yeah. stuff on cue. I, I just like when they so bark on cue. Like when you – they're just part of the dialogue. <laughs> I just think that's hilarious. Well, the other dog that does that on stage is the dog in Mary Poppins. Poppins. Is there a dog in Mary Poppins? Yes. Shut up. And she has lines, the dog in Mary Poppins. Oh. What does she say? Bark, bark. Oh, that's very good. Woof, woof. I don't know. You should audition. Yep, yep. <laughs> yip, yip. Yip, yip. I didn't hmm. know that. Yeah. It's been a while yeah. since I've seen Mary Poppins. There's a dog in her poppins. There you go. Ah, oh, well, that was nice. Yeah. We can find us on social media if you want to. Yeah. We're nice over there too. Yeah. Sometimes Tui does things on command. Sometimes. Not often. We'll have to uh, get her to do her tricks in Zane's house, around the microphones, next to the bucket of water. <laughs> and then, you know, so easier into it and then eventually Maybe the she, next recording. she might do it on cue yeah. while we're recording. Until then. We are at Floof and Papa Podcast on Instagram and Twitter and Floof Ampersand. <laughs> this is terrible. Papa Podcast on Facebook. If you search Floof and Papa, we'll pop up. Um, follow us. Get involved with us. We send love us, hearing from you. We love your comments. pictures of your dogs. Yeah, pictures of your dogs are great. Send us pictures of your dogs um, now. And if you want to find out more about us or about any of the other shows on our network, we're also on That's Not Canon Productions.com. Yeah, we are. It's great that you can buy our merch. Do you know oh we have Fluff and Papa merch? Yes. It's so good. You There's can buy a, little doggy scarves. <laughs> so a, cool. A Bork Bork Hello t-shirt. Yep. Or a Bork Bork Hello uh, cushion. Yes. Which, the cushions are Which Tui just fave. pushed off the couch. Yeah. yeah. The cushions are really good. Um, yeah, there's some really cool fun stuff on there. So, yeah, if you if yeah. you want to support us. So go to thatsnotcanonproductions.com, check out Floof and Papa and click on the merch link. That's it. Yes, do it. Do it. Do it. That's we're, we're waiting. Okay. <laughs> we'll sit here um, as just, long as it takes. I'm just watching the website traffic now. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, okay, here you are. Have a great week, everybody. Yeah, we're going to talk more dogs in about seven days' time. Is that good for you? Seven. Yep, that'll be fine. Yep. Okay, yep. great. Fantastic. Right. Thank then. you. Well, well, goodbye. Hey guys, it's Julie and KB from Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast. What do we talk about, Julie? Conspiracies. No way. What kind do we talk about? Celebrities. Mm, government. Time travel. Ooh. Tune in every Monday. What day? Monday. What was it? Monday. Oh, Monday. Monday for your fill of conspiracy theories.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.